my gorgeous boss babes, welcome to the e-commerce dropout podcast, aka my personal brain dump of everything I wish I knew when starting out in e-commerce. Whether you're wanting to launch your very first online business or looking to scale an existing brand, this is the show for you. Here you'll learn plenty of actionable tips and tricks to create the e-commerce store of your dreams and smash your online business goals. So let's get started. Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of the e-commerce dropout podcast. Firstly, I just want to say it is so nice to be back into the swing of things and getting content for you guys out again. I didn't actually realize how much I'd missed it until I got back into it. So that has been such a nice feeling this week, just going back into the swing of things. And the last week or so has actually been a super productive time for me working on my business, creating some new products to help people with their e-commerce journey. I've really taken this time, well, time this week to look at my business with a really wide lens with the aim of setting up some really good foundations and just working on the business and the overall structure of it rather than necessarily within the business doing, you know, content creation and things like that, which for me has been really motivating. And I feel like I've done a heap of things that have really moved the needle forward rather than just busy work, which feels absolutely amazing and I would really encourage anyone to take the time to do. So while that has been the reality of my week, it actually segues perfectly into the topic we're going to be chatting about today, which is tasks that you can perform to work on your business rather than within it. So this is one of those episodes that I wish I had have heard when I was at the start of my own e-commerce journey because I remember there were such peaks and troughs of busyness. So some days I would be absolutely run off my feet, packing orders, doing all of the, you know, the things and really working in the business. But there were also days that I wouldn't have any orders and I literally wouldn't know what I was supposed to be doing with my time. I knew I wanted to be productive, but I just didn't know what to do that would benefit the business the most during those times when I wasn't working in the business. And I feel like that's something people don't talk about enough. You see everyone, you know, hustling and being busy and all that. But what about the times at the start where you don't actually have that much to do every day, but you still want to be doing something to grow the business? So that is exactly what this episode is going to teach you. We're going to discuss eight different tasks that you can do to work on your business when you're not working in it. And don't get me wrong, there is always importance in working in your business. You know, you got to keep the wheels turning. You got to make sure everything is okay operationally, but it also can be really beneficial, well, is really beneficial to take a step back, be the CEO of your business and work on growing it instead. So let's kick things off with number one, and that is to create a new lead magnet for your business. So if you don't know what a lead magnet is, it's essentially a piece of content that will incentivize people to sign up to your email list. So we did cover this in the episode last week about growing your email list, but some of the things you could do to to create as a lead magnet could be a quiz, a guide, a cheat sheet, a video series, anything along those lines that will give your customers a quick win. You're providing them with value and creating a connection. And in turn, you're receiving their email for your list. 
And you can also use your lead magnet within your paid ads funnel to attract people to visit your store. So it really serves a strong purpose to grow your audience in a meaningful way. And it's also one of those things that if you put the effort into creating once, you can continue to use it over and over again. So it really is a powerful asset to your business. The next one is to get your finances in order. So if you're anything like I was when I first started out, and I hope you're not like this, but I was hopeless with my finances. I didn't have a plan. I was barely tracking any of my incomings and outgoings. And I was really in this ridiculous mindset of, oh, I'll just worry about my money and finances within the business when the business grows. And God knows why I was like that. So much regret. I wish someone would have shook me and told me to wake up. But Moving forward now, I preach the importance of being super, super on top of your finances because it's seriously so empowering being in control of your money and knowing what's what. So even if you're not a natural money person, I would still encourage you to take the time and either speak to an accountant to get yourself set up, or you could work on setting up a cloud-based accounting system if you haven't already. Or it could even be as simple as just creating a finance tracking sheet within Excel that records all of your finances, your sales, what expenses you have. It can be really, really simple. However, that looks to you, but it will definitely help you to feel on track with your money, which is honestly the best feeling ever. Number three is to plan a competition or giveaway. So this can be a really powerful tool to grow your business and your audience, but There is quite a lot of planning that goes into running a good quality competition. Believe it or not, it really isn't as simple as just whacking a post up on Instagram and getting a million followers and hoping for the best. Well, I do see some people do that. It definitely isn't the best way to do it. So some things you need to consider are the dates you're going to run the competition, what the prize is going to be, what the terms and requirements of entry are going to be, and where you're actually going to hold the competition. Then once you've worked out those things, you're going to need to create all the visual assets. So your images, you're going to need to write the copy, which all take a bit of time. But then if you want to take it a step further or just switch things up, you could also arrange a collaboration giveaway, which is where you partner with a brand that aligns with yours, but isn't in direct competition. And then you host the giveaway together, which just increases the exposure it will get and pretty much opens you up to a whole new audience. Moving on to number four, and that is to batch create a series of engaging emails for your subscribers. So this could include a few things. Firstly, you could create these in newsletter format. So just a really pretty roundup or delivery of information, and you could create a few in advance and schedule them out. Or secondly, you could work on perfecting or even creating, if you haven't already, your email sequences, which are basically a series of emails that are automatically sent to people on your list based on different triggers. So you could have a welcome sequence that is automatically sent to people when they sign up for your email list. Or you could have an abandoned cart sequence that sends people a series of emails um, once they've abandoned their cart in the aims of regaining them as customers. So you can do all of your scheduling of newsletters or creating your sequences within your email platforms. And you guys know, I always recommend Clavio in case you're wondering, 
But again, this is one of those things that if you put the time into perfecting it now, it will be a huge asset to your business that will just continue to serve you for a very long time. And you do need to make occasional tweaks to it, guys. We don't want it sitting there stagnant for like two years doing the same old thing. Make sure you are making little changes, improvements, upgrades, but it isn't one of those things you have to check on all the time. It is set and forget kind of thing. All right. Number five is to craft your standard operating procedures. So what this is, is literally a manual of all the tasks you do within your business. So imagine if you were unable to work in your business tomorrow and someone had to step in and take over, would they be able to follow this manual and know exactly what to do for everything? And while the likelihood of that happening is very, very low, The main benefit of creating these is for when you do hire team members or even VAs, you have literally everything documented in the exact way that you like it done. And while it does seem like a bit of a monotonous task, it really will come in handy when you need it. And trust me, it's one of those things it's better to do sooner rather than later. So just get started. Write down all the tiny different tasks you do within your business and start creating detailed manuals for them. An example of when this came in really handy for me was when I was in the first six months of business, I went on a three-week overseas holiday and I was getting quite consistent orders by that point and I was freaking out about going on holidays. I was like, how am I going to, how is my business going to run when I'm not here? But I spoke to my coach at the time who encouraged me to write SOPs. So I sat down for a whole day and created a bunch of SOPs for every task within my business. And from that, my stepsister was basically able to run everything while I was away, which I'm still repaying her for, you know, you know, you have that relationship with your siblings. They'll never let you forget when they've done something for you. But um, yeah, she was able to pack orders, reply to customer service emails, update social media accounts, just everything I needed in the way that I liked it. But if I hadn't have had those manuals, it would have really been a nightmare. I probably would have had to pause the business for a few weeks. So I really recommend creating them because you never know when you're going to need them. Next is number six, and that is to schedule posts for your social media accounts or batch create content. And while I'm still debating within myself whether this actually counts as working in the business or on the business, I think either way, this saves you a hell of a lot of time when you plan out a month or even a fortnight's worth of content in one go. Please, please don't get into the habit of just posting on the go, just posting willy nilly, unless it's like, you know, stories or something like that, that you do do on the go, but your Instagram grid should be quite collated and aligned with your content pillars. So I think it's really important to have all that planned out. And it's also a win-win because you put the time into creating and scheduling it now, and then you just don't have to think about it for a few weeks, which I'm all about. Number seven is quite a fun one and can be really insightful. And that is to personally reach out to customers or people connected to your brand and ask for their feedback. So this involves just taking the time to send them a DM or send them an email that's really personal, not just some like lame generic message. And I want you to actually ask them for their feedback. But the key here is to really engage with them and take on board what they're saying. Your sole purpose here is research. 
But along with getting some really valuable feedback, you're also probably going to leave a really good impression with that person because you genuinely care about what they have to say. And I actually love doing this because it's not something that a lot of business owners do. And oftentimes when I've reached out to people, they've ended up being really flattered that I reached out and genuinely cared what they had to say. So it's a huge win-win that I really encourage you to get on board with. And lucky last number eight is to create a suite of customer service response templates. So we all know that customer service, whether it's positive or negative or via DM or email, whatever it is, it can all be quite a hit to the old energy levels. So one of the best things I ever did for this was to create a template library of customer service responses. So for example, if someone hasn't received their package yet, or if it was faulty or anything like that, you can create a standard reply template and then you just alter it to suit each case by case scenario. And while you do have to make quite a few changes to the responses sometimes, it will save you a lot of time just having that base template there to go off rather than having to craft a new response every time someone messages you. And you can even do this um, for your frequently asked questions. So if there is something that people are always DMing you about and yeah, they're they're always in your inbox asking about these kind of things. If you can't do a piece of content around it that will educate people, if it was one, if it genuinely is one of those things you have to answer, you can create a template to answer that question. And then you just customize it each time. Look, I'm not saying that you copy and paste the same response to everyone, but at least you have these base template responses ready to go. All right, guys, there you go. That wraps up the eight tasks that I recommend for working on your business when you're not working in it. I hope this episode has helped you and motivated you to go out there and continue building your businesses like the amazing women I know that you are. If you did enjoy this episode, I would so, so appreciate it if you could leave a review in the Apple podcast app because it really does help the show and it honestly means so much to me. And as always, if you have any questions, send me a DM on Instagram. You know, I'm always down for a chat, but other than that, have a great day, my beautiful friends, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.